Good morning. It smells glorious in here. Who's coming to my house in two weeks to cook Thanksgiving dinner for me? Come on, I'm not joking, actually. Oh my gosh. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Alicia Bongay. Um, I'm a, a, a mother to two beautiful children, Gavin and Camille, nine and six. And um, I'm a worship pastor here at Cornerstone. I was volunteering here back in 2008, and then I took on the role of full-time ministry three years ago, and it has been the best journey that I've ever been on. I'm excited to be here with you guys this morning. We're wrapping up the Get Your Hopes Up series today, and I hope that you all have been so encouraged by the messages that Kim and Crystal have given the last two months, because I went back and listened to them and they have encouraged me, and those messages specifically has, has spurred me on and given me new hope, and to be able to see hope in a different lens as well. So I hope that that has done that for you guys as well. Today I get to talk about resilience and hope, and how to fight for hope. And you might be asking, what is resilience and hope? How do you actually fight for hope? And the short answer is, you just literally have to tell the devil, no, not today, not today, man. We're not doing this. Easier said than done, right? Sometimes we need, sometimes it actually does work. Satan, get out of here. You, there's no room for, he, for you here. And sometimes we need extra tools in this tool bag to be able to carry out this fight, this battle, in order to stand firm and stand strong. Truth is, I know that it's so hard to do, especially when you're facing a mountain. You can't even see the other side. I think about David and Goliath specifically, and if you picture David running towards Goliath with his one little stone, he's running towards him. He's not holding back. I mean, I think any of us in this room, if you're facing a giant and you're running towards it, you're like, crap, I really hope this goes well. I don't actually know if I'm going to make it out alive, but I really hope it goes well. But David was so different. He was like, I've got this. I have hope because I've put my trust and hope in the one who is hope, and that's Jesus. He ran, he ran towards, towards Goliath with full confidence in believing that and knowing that. I'm going to share my story with you about how the last um, two years specifically have been the toughest times in my life. Um, but before I get into that, I want to talk about what Paul tells us in Ephesians 6. You want to turn, I'm going to actually have this up on the, on the screens here, but Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 14, Paul tells us how putting on the armor of God is necessary. It's, it reads as this, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So what does it say here? We're not fighting people. We're not fighting people. We're fighting the enemy and all of his little gremlins that likes to, they, they like to get into all the nooks and crannies of our life to drain us of everything that we have, especially hope. Because when you have no hope, when you're in a season of hopelessness, sometimes you're thinking, what's the point? What am, what am I looking forward to tomorrow? What is it? 
I wanted to share another version of this text with you that I absolutely love, and it's from The Message. And I really do appreciate all these different versions of the Bible because sometimes you open up a different version and you're like, that speaks so clearly to me. And this is what The Message says. A fight to the finish. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials. Put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Isn't that the truth right there? We have God's word yet it's sometimes so hard to go back to it and actually use it when we're going through the storm. Righteousness, truth, faith, yes, they're more than words. You want to have that in your tool bag. Sometimes it's easy to rely on ourselves, like, I think I can get myself through this. It's not the case. God doesn't want you to go through it. He wants to fight with you if you'd allow him to do it. He wants to stand with you. He wants to be your hope. He wants to be your peace. He wants to be your comfort. He wants to go to battle for you. So I want to encourage you, something that I've learned in the last two years is you're never fighting any battle on your own, even though sometimes it feels like I'm kind of riding solo right now. It's not the case. If you would picture right now that Jesus was literally standing behind every single person in this room with his hands on your back saying, I'm right here if you would just acknowledge me. If you would just ask me for what it is that you need, I'm right here. I have not left you. This is the part of the message where I get to share my truth and my story. Um, And as painful as it has been, I'm thankful for our stories. And I want you guys to be thankful for the stories that you've been given, even through seasons of trial and seasons of hopelessness. Every part of the story matters. My childhood was really difficult. Uh, My dad had remarried, and um, I had a stepmother who was very abusive, uh, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Um, And it was 10 years of living dark, complete darkness in my home. She didn't like how we looked because we were half Asian, so she would make poke fun at that. Um, She sometimes wouldn't feed us if she was mad. Uh, And we got beatings on a regular basis. I mean, there were countless other things that it was that we experienced at that time, but my brother and I specifically, we were two peas in a pod, and we knew that all we had was each other. We did not know Jesus at this time. And so... To be really honest with you, with you guys, um, we had many moments of sitting down, devising up a plan of how we could actually leave this earth together, because we knew that we didn't want to actually be part of it. We couldn't leave. We couldn't live in this darkness. We had no hope. We had nothing to look forward to, to tomorrow, or the years ahead. It was just this is how we're going to live. 
and I caught a glimpse of hope for him. And I don't even real I don't even know if I was actually fighting for myself at that time, but what I did know was that I had to fight for him. I had to stand strong for him. I had to be firm for him. I had to fight for hope for him. And there's some seasons in our life that we have to Sometimes seasons of our lives, we're doing great. I've got hope. I'm coasting. I'm doing really well. But there's someone in your life that actually you need to be fighting for hope for. In that season of my life, it was my brother. I needed to fight for him. And here we are today, alive and well. Um, I'm a worship pastor here, and my brother's actually a youth pastor at a church in Mountain View. But we often talk about this part of our story and how God had a hand on our story the entire time. Fast forward to 2017, um, uh, my, marriage, my, my marriage fell apart in 2017, and um, I stand here before you this morning still fighting and still going through this storm, but being filled with hope in knowing and trusting that God has me. I went, through a, I went through a time in 2017 feeling ashamed. I felt rejected. I felt abandoned. I felt unworthy. I felt not good enough. I kept asking myself, what is wrong with me? And then I was left with my two kids to care for. I'm a single, full-time mom. It is so draining sometimes, but it is the biggest blessing, and I'm just so thankful that God has entrusted me to be their mom and take care of them in the, right now and always. But I don't think that in that first year I was actually ever fighting for myself because I literally had nothing to give. I couldn't even love myself. I just felt unworthy of love. I had so many moments of um, sitting on a couch in my living room and staring at a wall. Nights, night after night after night after night and just crying. Sometimes not even thinking, but just crying. Why is this happening? Are my kids gonna be okay? Am I gonna be okay? What does my future look like? But I can say for certain with absolute confidence that Jesus was sitting with me every single time. In silence, he just sat there and he comforted me and he caught every tear. He said, it's going to be okay. I have you. I have you. I remember leading worship through tears Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Like, how do you do this job and try to worship with gratitude and joy when you're just like, I'm depleted of joy. I have no energy. I don't even stand in hope right now. But God asks us to worship through the storm. He really does. And it brought so much healing to my soul that week after week I had to challenge myself to sing these words of hope into my life even though I didn't feel like I had hope at that time. You have to, the thing is, is that we have to make a choice. We have to choose to believe who Jesus is for us. If you are so 
blinded by this emotion, blinded by hopelessness, blinded by, you're kind of, have you ever felt this emotion and you're just like, you're just, you feel so foggy. You're just in a really low season and you just feel so foggy. You can't even see what's ahead of you because you're just filled with emotion and pain and hurt, resentment, anger, bitterness. It really, really clouds things. But if you would just allow yourself to focus for one moment and wipe that fog away, you'd actually see who, that Jesus is standing right there. And if you just choose to believe that Jesus is who it is that we need and can provide literally everything it is that we ask for, you will see things happen. You will see incredible things happen. You will see miracles happen in your life. I felt so many times during that, that first year that, God, are you, are you like with me right now? Because I'm, I'm not really feeling anything and I'm not really hearing anything from you. I feel like you're distant. And then I'm remi- reminded of Deuteronomy 6 where God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I know that we've read that verse so many times But would you choose to believe that today, that God hasn't left you and he never, ever will? He promises to be with you every single day. He's never left your side and he doesn't plan on it. I have so many incredible stories to look back on in the last two years of God proving himself to be faithful and proving himself just to be my only source of hope. Shortly after my husband and I separated, I was living with my mom. Uh, for a period of time, packed a couple of suitcases um, with my kids and headed on over to Hayward to stay with my mom for a little bit, trying to figure out, okay, what's next? And I remember sitting on her kitchen floor with her, and I remember just quietly crying because at this time my kids still didn't know that things were going to change, that their life was going to be changed. And I was crying... I was overwhelmed. Um, all of this kind of unfolded so fast. I wasn't, you can't prepare yourself for a failed marriage. Nobody ever plans on having a failed marriage, right? Um, and through the fogginess of just being so emotional, just sitting in that place, I could kind of hear my son in the distance singing something, but I didn't tune into it at that time. I just kept crying and crying. And finally, his voice became so loud And he was singing the song, King of My Heart. And he was singing these lyrics that say, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. He's singing that over and over again. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. And he's singing it over and over. And he's walking around and he's just doing his own thing. And suddenly my tears of pain and hurt became tears of hope, because I knew God in that moment was singing through my son, saying, I'm not going to let you down. I just need you to trust me. I know that this sucks, but I'm not going to let you down. I just need you to trust me. There was a glimpse of hope right there, and I grabbed onto that, and I was like, I am not letting that go. I remember... um, After a few months of living with my mom, I was like, I need to get back to Livermore. My kids are in school over there. Commuting back and forth was a little bit not so great. And I was like, I need to get back up on my two feet and do this. 
And so I get a, a house to rent here in Livermore, and I have friends moving in with me, and not moving in with me, but helping me move. And <laughs> it's a party at my house. Um, and my friends, they help me unpack and everything, and they're leaving. And my friend texts me, and he says, do you realize your street name? Do you realize what it is? And he's like, yeah, it's forget-me-not. He was like, you know that's no coincidence that God brought you to this place because he has not forgotten about you? I hadn't looked at it like that, but it was another reminder for me that God has, had not left our situation. And it's so funny because every time I have to be on a phone with a company, my bank or Comcast or they're like, yeah, what's your street name again? What? That's your street name? Yes. That is so cool. I know. <laughs> and it makes me smile every time because God gives us these little, he's like, here's a little moment of joy right here. You need it. Here's another reminder of what it is that I've done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Right? I remember um, shortly after that, shortly after moving in, uh, my kids and I like to worship and pray before we go to bed. And we're sitting in uh, my kid's room, and um, Camille, who's three at this time, to me, she's like still like a little baby at three years old, but she wants to sing King of My Heart, which is the same song Gavin had just sang several months prior, but I ha we hadn't sang it really during that time except the time Gavin sang it, and she was like singing um, the chorus. You are good, good, oh. And she's singing that over, and she's looking at me, so serious. You're a good, good God. You're a good. She's just changing up the words because she wants. I was like, dang, girl, yes, God is good. He is so good. And I was like, man, God put a song in her because he wants us to recognize again that he is sitting right here with us in this moment, even though night after night after night, I'm not joking, my kids, were, they went through it that first year. Lots of tears, lots of struggle. Oh my gosh, and it's just like, I can't even handle my own emotional stabilities. I can't even be stable on my own. How do I take care of these two kids and their emotional instability right now? And then God's like, I'm good. I'm a good God, I've got this. You don't have to worry. I remember times um, of physically not being, I mean, have you ever experienced a time in your life where you're just like, I can't even freaking get out of bed today. I really don't want to do it. I have no motivation, no drive, no desire, nothing. And I remember, I can say this for certain, that God physically picked me up out of bed, dressed me, helped me put my shoes on, helped me to make breakfast for my kids that morning, helped me to drive them to school, there were so many moments that were such a blur to me. But I knew God was physically carrying me because he knew I couldn't do it on my own. I felt it. And every single time he would do that, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so hopeful. I'm so glad that I can put my hope in someone that I trust. God is the definition of hope. He created it. If you're going to go to anything for hope, you may as well take advantage of that, right? I mentioned to you earlier that, um, actually before I get into this, 
I was, I'm looking at these moments, and I have got these little pictures of my kids just to remind myself of who it is that I am in this life, a mom to two beautiful kids. But in looking back at all of these amazing stories, I like to look at them as these things called hope injections because every single time God injected me with this thing, with hope of like, I'm going to put you on the street. We're going to worship through the pain. We're going to have Gavin singing a song because he knows that he doesn't even actually know what it is you're crying about right there, but he knows that I've got you guys. And I'm just like, God, constantly giving me hope to get me through to the next day or the next month or the next year. And here I am two years later. I am standing. I'm fighting, but I know the storm isn't over yet, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Thank you. Amen. I'm hopeful. And that's a it's a good place to be. It's a really, really good place to be. I'm standing strong in who I believe and know Christ to be for me. I'm a worship leader, and um, a lot of these songs that we see, sing week after week are songs of, um, I mean, there's so many things, singing about how good God's love is or how faithful he is or uh, stories out of scripture, um, but I specifically remembered so many times singing through songs that I'm like, whoa, these worship leaders have actually gone through some stuff too. And one of the songs that I remember singing was um, this song, um, When the Fight Calls. And the lyrics read this. I won't let the storm weather my heart. I won't let the darkness bring me down. I'll sing in the night, my hope alive in you. I'll walk through the fire and not be burned. I'll pray in the fight and watch it turn. Jesus, today I give it all to you. Earlier today we were talking about the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and the weapons that we can use during the storms of our life. And this song in just six lines gives us weapons and tools that we can use. It tells us we can worship and walk and pray. Worship through your, through your storm, sing through the night, sing through the day, sing through every storm that you're going through and worship God. Walk in complete faith and trust in knowing who he is. And pray. Gosh, we don't pray for ourselves enough. It's so good to pray for other people, but to pray for yourself, it's so hard. But God asks you, he says, come. Come to me. When suffering and affliction come our way, we cannot lean on what it is that we know. There's so much that we don't know. We rely on God. We rely on Jesus, who is our mighty warrior, who calms every storm and then brings new joy the next morning, new hope the next morning. If you think about that when you woke up today, if you're in a season of hopelessness, have you ever thought, I'm going to choose hope today? I'm going to cling on to hope this morning? I think it's hard. It's a choice, though. I came across uh, this quote um, that I, I just thought the imagery was so fantastic and so beautiful, and it reads as this. Faith is not a mushroom that grows overnight in damp soil. It is an oak tree that grows for a thousand years under the blast of the wind and rain. We are not this little mushroom that just sprouts because a little sprinkle came and was just like, whoop. 
And then you got kids running around in the grass and they're like, trample on all the mushrooms. Let's take them down. We're the oak tree. The oak tree only continues to grow stronger and taller because of every storm that it faces. Have you ever seen an oak tree like up close? Those things are massive. It is so firmly rooted and planted underneath that earth soil that nothing can shake it. And it's like, bring on the storm. I'm standing strong. There's nothing that you can do to take me down. Be the oak tree. Kim shared in part one of the series, Romans 5, and she it talks about suffering and how suffering produces all of these things. And it reads as suffering produces endurance, and then endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And when I was looking at that and picturing it in my head, I was like, none of these things happen unless this happens, the suffering. And a lot of people just think, there's no good that comes out of suffering, but it builds your character, it gives you endurance, and it builds your hope. Because the next time you go through that suffering again, you're like, I freaking got this. I went through this last time. I've got endurance to get through this race. Hold on to your hope. God wants to see your victory and your triumph unfold in this life. He does want to. But you need to hold on to hope and you need to choose it. I'll show you a story about... um, Just last week, oh my gosh, just last week, I, I mean, I shared already with you that I've been, I'm still going through the storm, right? Last week was a really tough week for me. I got a cold, and then I, my, I was celebrating my dad's, my dad's uh, anniversary of his passing is four years this year, Um, and I just started to see myself crumble day after day, and there was a whole week last week that I did not go to work. One day, I just was tired, and I was feeling pretty darn low. And then on Sunday, so this was Sunday through Sunday, on Sunday evening, I was like, I, didn't, I did not one time pray for myself this last week. Not one time. And I was lacking so much energy. I mean, I was lacking everything. I was just smudging, going up to my room like, ugh, when is this going to end? Am I going to wake up like this tomorrow? I can't. Sunday evening, I got into bed, and my prayer, I thought my prayer was pretty darn lazy. I mean, that's the truth. I literally was like, God, I don't know what's going on right now, but I feel like crap. And I don't even know what it is that I need. I can, I can say that I need you, but I don't know what else it is that I need. And I just want to wake up tomorrow not feeling like this. So I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. And I closed my eyes and I went to sleep. And the next morning, I woke up to my room filled with sunshine and brightness. And God said, you know, Alicia... You thought your prayer to me last night was so lazy, but it was a sacrifice. Your 20 seconds of time praying that small little prayer that you thought was this dinky little prayer, I just needed you to come to me. 
I saw you suffering all week long, and I just needed you to come to me. God is so good. I saw hope that morning last Monday, and I grabbed onto it. I can't say that every single day I'm just like filled with all this hope and I'm like, woo, nailing this. Not the case. There's these times that we really do dip pretty darn low. And God says, come to me. I will help you stand strong. I am here for you. I am your hope. I just need you to come to me. Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And for some of you, weeping may endure for a night, or days, or weeks, or months, or years. But joy comes in the morning. God promises that. And I don't know if that's your day tomorrow. I don't know if it's next week. But choose hope. And when you wake up tomorrow and you see Jesus, choose him. Choose him. I always like to remind myself that hope does have a name. It's Jesus Christ. It's our Father, our amazing, amazing Father. Let's pray. God, I'm so thankful for this community of women sitting in this room. And I don't know what season they're going through right now. I don't know what it is that they're facing. I know many of them are facing these giants. I know many of them are going through storms. It's the spiritual battle, right? God, we want to put on the armor. We want to immerse ourselves in knowing and believing that you are righteous. We wear it. Faithful, we wear it. Our salvation, we wear that. God, help us, help remind us to come to you. I forgot about that last week, but my encouragement is, God, that you would just remind these women to come to you for anything and everything because you say, I'm right here. I'm right here. You have made us to be strong. We're freaking women. Oh, my gosh. We're, yes. Thank you, God. You've, you've built us. For this. We're ready, God. We want to stand strong in you. We plant and root ourselves like that tree that roots itself underneath the earth's soil. We root ourselves in you, our solid rock, our solid foundation. We put all of our hope in you. It's easy to say, don't put all of your eggs in one basket or don't get your hopes up, but God, we put all of our hope in you and we put all of our eggs in one basket with you. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here. Thank you for meeting us in this place. And I pray that you would take every single daughter of yours in this room out today filled with the hope that only you can bring. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Well, time for discussion, is it? Yes, no, maybe so? Yeah, okay, discussion questions on the screen. Number four, I really want to encourage you guys with community. You guys are all here meeting month after month after month, right? Take advantage of the fact that you have sisters around you that want to fight for you and with you. You know, this is like God has brought every single person to this place for very good reason. It's not by accident. So just find a friend. I Make a new friend today and exchange numbers and fight for each other. Keep each other accountable. Hold each other up. This is... This is no accident. Thank you, Kim, for starting this ministry. This ministry has built into something so beautiful. And my gosh, just, God is good. Thank you, Kim, for starting this. Anyways, 